pick up your cross and follow me. Good morning, Christian America. We're picking up today where we left off on the last podcast where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's giving them specific direction, specific guidance. If you want to be a disciple of mine, you must pick up your cross and follow me. Let's talk about that more as we get ready to focus on our family, as we move into uh, the holiday season, Christmas time is around the corner. What can we be doing? What should we be doing to pick up our crosses and following Christ? Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American Community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you again on another podcast of the Good Morning Christian America podcast here on this Friday as we get ready to go into the holiday season, as we go into the Christmas season and we, we reflect on the child who was born in a manger that was promised by God, the, uh, the, the Son of Man, come born of a virgin uh, to to a to humbled beginnings and lived his life this way as we get ready to move in that direction spiritually in with in our churches in our uh in our in our society in our country as we focus on the predetermined prophecy of the coming of the king jesus today we want to reflect back on our own lives though and remind ourselves before we get into this holiday season exactly what path Christ took in his adult life. And we talked uh, Wednesday on the podcast as we went through uh, Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus uh, is instructing his disciples on how to live and, and, and what is to come. What is, to, what is the destiny that he is going to face on this earth? And he's talking to his disciples saying that he's going to be, uh, he's going to be tortured, right? He, he's going to be crucified. He's going to uh, go through many a struggle, but it's necessary. And Peter comes to him and Peter, you know, tries to uh, rebuke what Jesus is saying. And he's saying, you know, Teacher, nothing, uh, uh, we won't let this happen to you. And Jesus scolds him, right? He says, get behind me, Satan. You are my stumbling block. Um, But right after that, Jesus gives some commands. He doesn't give suggestions. He doesn't give uh, insinuations. He doesn't uh, give recommendations. He gives commands. He states some truths here when he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. There's two or actually there's three commands there. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. So there's three things that we can focus on ourselves today. We we can focus on those around us. What are you doing? What are we doing to deny ourselves these earthly temptations, these earthly pleasures? What are we doing to to rebuke Satan 
and all that he offers. Let us not forget that when Jesus started his ministry, before he did so, he went out into the desert. He went out into the wilderness and he faced temptation himself. He denied himself. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He denied himself nutrition of his body so that he could focus and prepare for what is to come. And he was tempted during these times by Satan. And he used scripture to rebuke Satan. Satan tempts him with earthly power. He tempts him with food that he's been denying himself. He tries to tempt Jesus into testing God. Throw yourself down because the angels, if you're the son of God, the angels will lift you up. And each one of those times, Jesus denies himself those temptations. Those earthly temptations, those human temptations, the temptations that we face ourselves. If someone were to come to us today and offer us a grand sum of money in order to promote something that goes against our values, in order to uh, promote something that goes against the word of God. That would be a huge temptation. It would be a monumental temptation. If you were hungry, if your family was hungry, if you were barely making it, if you're simply living month to month and check to check, and every month you have to figure out exactly what we're going to pay and how we're going to pay for it, what we're going to cut back on. If you were in this predicament, and maybe you are in this predicament, and someone comes to you and offers you a way out, a quote-unquote way out, a nice place to live, a great job, more money, more prestige amongst your peers, your community, your family. The temptation to take that is real. As humans, we may think that's exactly what we want because we can only understand things at our level. But the repercussions of taking such an action, the repercussions of supporting, encouraging, glorifying, celebrating, going against God's will, going against his commands, leads us down a road to destruction. It's going to lead us down to moral decay. It's going to, we're going to have our own mental, psychological, spiritual physical deterioration that's what happens to us that's what happens to those people that don't experience true joy that's what happens to people who don't put christ first that's what happens to people that live out their earthly temptations their earthly desires their earthly wants and they place them as idols over jesus they place their own selves over Jesus. People that are quote-unquote humanist. People that believe that they themselves have the power and the intellect to justify their own actions because they are so smart. Because they have degrees that hang on a wall. Because they've read books of people 
who are also so intelligent. They travel in circles of people that are also well-educated and intelligent. And so this circle of people that believe themselves smarter than everyone else, that believe themselves as more enlightened than the rest of humanity, the rest of history. It's these people that are trying to redo what God has made. It's these people that fall into the temptation of the world, the temptation that the devil provides them or lures them in. And then pride takes over because now they've been saying these things that are wrong for so long that they, can, they, they can't reverse themselves. So now they're too pride. They're too proud. And the pride consumes them and it overtakes them. And there's a saying that goes, the pride before the fall. These temptations, ladies and gentlemen, these tem- temptations are all too real they are 100% accurate you are faced with these things daily Jesus knows this because he lived this it's easy to sit on the mountaintop never have lived in the trenches and tell people what they should be doing down there. It's easy to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth and look down upon people who have not made it monetarily and give direction and guidance and say, These, you, know, you should do X and you should do Y and you should do Z and that way. If you did, you'd be up here where I am. That's not what Jesus does. That's not how he came into this world. He came born in a manger to a simple carpenter. He was raised as any other working class child. He walked from town to town. He didn't dress himself in fine robes. He lived these temptations that you and I live. And he denied himself when he could have taken the crown. He could have taken the food. He could take his rightful place over the earth. He chose not to. He denied himself. And instead, He faced the cross. He faced the lashes. He faced the crown of thorns. He faced the mockery. He faced the persecution. He faced the crucifixion. Iron nails driven into his hands and feet 
nailed to a cross and stabbed in his side. And he watched as his best friends who had been with him for so long abandoned him. He listened as the rock in which he will found his church. Simon Peter denies him. He stripped of his clothes and beaten in front of his mother. He takes on the punishment that we all deserve so that we don't have to do that. How do we become his follower? How do we become his disciple? Jesus says it plainly. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. That means you have to move that cross. That means you have a responsibility to yourself and to others to carry that cross and move in the direction that Jesus has for you. Do the works that he's laid out in advance for you. It's your faith that saves you. It's our faith that saves us. But these are the works that you must do to be a follower of Christ, to be a disciple of Christ. What are we doing this holiday season? Who are we giving to this holiday season? What are we doing to give back this holiday season? Who are we helping this holiday season? Who are we giving food to? Who are we giving joy to? Who are we giving gifts to? What do our gifts that we give say about us? What are the gifts that we give saying that we wish for those that we give them to? Every action says something about you. It says something about your thoughts. It says something about the way you see the world. It says something about your personality. It says something about your priorities. If you give a nephew or a niece or a child, your son or daughter, your brother or sister, your parent, a friend, if you give them a book for Christmas, what does that say? It says that you that there's you think that there is something valuable in these pages. It says that you encourage that person to read it. Maybe that maybe you think that person needs the knowledge and the information that are on those pages. All of these things go uh, are are 
the unintended sometimes, intended other times, consequences of your gift, of your action. If you want Christ in the hearts of others, look for the gifts, look for the blessings that you can bestow on others that convey that message. Carry this cross. Follow Christ. Seek out the challenges that you know exist. Seek out the wrongs that you know are taking place. Seek out those people who are lost and guide them towards Christ. Don't shrink from the challenges that face you. Turn towards them. Meet them head on. Will they beat you down sometimes? Yes, they will. But Jesus was beat down. Will you fall sometimes? Yes, you will. But Jesus fell. Will people turn away from you? Yes, they will. But people abandon Christ on the cross. Will people rebuke you and talk bad about you and mock you and criticize you and ostracize you, try to embarrass you? Yes, they will. But they mocked They criticized, they ostracized, and they crucified our Lord and Savior. So when you face these challenges, you pick up your cross, and the work is only half done at that point. Because the next command is to follow Him. Follow Him. Endure what He has in store for you, or the world has in store for you as he endured. He had to go to the cross in order to be raised to heaven. To be a disciple of his, you must follow him. Everybody wants to follow him to heaven, but nobody wants to follow him to the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, the way to Jesus goes through the cross. The way to Jesus, you cannot avoid the cross. Over and over in scripture, Jesus says that They're going to mock you. But they mocked me first. That he didn't come to bring unification. He came to bring division. Against those who believe. And those who don't. The choice is ours. The choice is yours. I hope and I pray. 
that when the time comes, you deny yourself, you pick up your cross, and you follow Jesus. I hope and pray that when the time comes, I am strong enough to deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow Jesus. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a blessed weekend. Have a blessed weekend and get in the mind frame of being more Christocentric. We are the Christian American community. Our charter and our mission statement is that we are a community of believers. A community that puts Christ at the forefront of our lives. We are united in Christ, not behind anything that we can't choose freely. We are not united around politics. We are not united around race. We are not united around gender. We are not united around a bunch of immutable immutable characteristics that that don't mean anything in the eyes of God. We unite ourselves around two things, the, the, the love of Jesus Christ and the love of our country. The love of one another, that we seek Christ first. And we encourage our brothers and our sisters to our left and our right, those in our country, we encourage them to follow Christ as well. If these words of encouragement, if these words of inspiration, if these words of education ring true to you, we ask that you seek out people to lead them towards Christ. Be a participant in the Christian American community. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to continue to uh, contribute to the Christian American community, you can also go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. You can pick yourself up a variety of Christian American apparel and merchandise. Let the world know that you put Christ first and that you love your country. This is the greatest country on earth for a variety of reasons. One of which, the main of which, is that it was founded on Judeo-Christian values. It is founded upon the idea of individual liberty, which stems from the idea of individual salvation. And all that that entails. That's what makes America what it is. That's what makes America so great. That's what made America so prominent and so prosperous. However you define prosperity is up to you. But the reason, the main reason that it is all all these things is because it's founded upon a set of principles that are laid out in Scripture. It's laid out in the works and in the deeds and the words of Jesus. Delaying our gratification, denying ourselves, picking up our crosses and following Him. And we can never lose that because if we do, then all is lost. When we as a society turn away from Christ, all will be lost. And we don't want to see that. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.